Hello and welcome to Clamp, the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and joining me this week is Morley Kurt. Yo. And Adam Mackey. See, I'm always last. Hello. Well, you're always so, <laughs> you're last because I want to go, hello, Adam, and then I'll go, hey, Morley, what are you up to? Adam, I'm, as, hey, I'm Morley, envisioning what are you Adam up just to? has like a tally behind his computer. That he's just scratching on the wall every time. It's like, ah, oh, what are the odds of that? One in 32,000? It's like Squid Game with the Stepping Stones game. It's a coin toss every time. There's no way this could happen. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Not really. What am I up to this week? Like Rose, wow. Rosa Sands and Guildenstern are dead. If you've seen that movie. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? Isn't that Shakespeare? Yeah. Yes. So it's a movie and it's from their perspective. And the whole time they're flipping a coin and it's coming up heads the entire time. Huh. It's because they're dead. They die at the start of the book, Ooh. I'm pretty sure. Wow, that's a heavy opening. All right. Well, to light it's it a up funny a movie. Bit. It's a funny movie. It's a comedy. Oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, what have I been up to this week? Well, um, I put out the plywood fountain video, which I know I kind of talked about last week, so I won't talk about it too much. That was in the um, show. Was it? No, it yeah, wasn't. It was, it was, I talked about it, it in the show just, show. Oh. No, I talked about something else in the after show, which I'll talk about shortly. Um, oh, right, 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 right. So, yeah, that was um, a lot of my weekend. I, I like saying on the show that I'm going to have a video out at a certain point because it really motivates me to get it done. Um, it also, I've tried that before. It also is helpful that like I have the most time to work on stuff right before the episodes come out. So it's like it, it, everything lines up pretty well in that regards. And I try to get videos out on the weekend anyway. Um, but that was like Saturday. I was like just jiving on that video like all day. I was like, wake up. I was like, all right, 6 p.m. today. This video is going to be out. And Eden was like, do you want to go do this? I'm like, it's 5.30, 6 p.m. I will do that. But I got to get this video out. Um, and yeah, it was, a it was a fun one to make, um, lots of interesting discussion about like how the, how I could have avoided the problem of like the, you know, the warpage and the water getting in, um, which see what I end up implementing. Um, I talked a lot of it about on the like Patreon behind the scenes podcast and grant, I did get into the weeds a lot more. So thank you for that bit of feedback. Uh, cause you're right. I do like, it's so funny when you're recording something, um, everything feels much longer when you're talking about it than when you listen back to it. That's what I find. Mm-hmm. And so I think if I start feeling I'm going down a rabbit hole, I like feel like I need to immediately pull myself back out. So I was trying to allow myself in the behind the scenes podcast to like chat more about things that I definitely didn't talk about in the video. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, more fountains will come in the future. Very valuable learning experience, as I mentioned last <laughs> week. And I'm, I'm really happy with the way the video came out. Um, just have so, to figure out what to do with this thing in the meantime. I haven't listened yet to the behind the scenes. I'm super behind on all my podcasts. But I uh, it's because I've been too busy being on podcasts. But uh, the uh, the everyone, I know you were okay. talking about in the Discord – yeah, I know. 
Uh, everyone's talking about in the Discord about whether or not uh, more epoxy would work. And I can I can pretty confidently say if you can make a boat out of wood and just put an epoxy on it, why wouldn't yeah, it work? Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, there's no reason why it wouldn't. It would just take a while. <laughs> right, it would just take multiple layers. Like, it yeah, just, it was Reddit, not know. Discord. People like oh. someone said on Reddit, like, there's no amount of epoxy in the world that will get into all those seams. It, I will say though, in in saying that, it's the end grain of the plywood that the water's running over. Whereas usually a boat would be a smooth. Yeah, it, it wouldn't matter because as soon as you put the if you put two coats yeah. of epoxy on something. Yeah, like the first coat coats in, and the second mm. coat is guaranteed to get any missing. I yeah, think true. you only put one coat. Yeah, and I was like, I, I haven't done a lot of epoxy work, so I was like, huh, I feel like this might be fine, and it wasn't, <laughs> and that was a learning experience. <laughs> That's awesome, and it wasn't. <laughs> the concept's really cool, but thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I'm cool. I'm really jazzed about like the concept and the way it looks and everything else. It's just, uh, yeah. We'll uh, we'll get it, we'll get it going in the future, or maybe in a different form. Um, in other news, during the after show, I shared with the boys an idea I had, uh, which I was really excited about, and that was using a pumpkin to form concrete and make a concrete planter, which I did, and it was it worked really well. So Adam, oh, what were you nice. going to say? My wife looked at your Instagram and she's like, what the hell is Molly doing? <laughs> well, I think I just sent you guys <laughs> the picture, yeah. uh, like the close up of like the pumpkin in the pumpkin. Mm. But I felt like a clown. Like I was walking around the grocery store, like measuring pumpkins with a measuring tape because <laughs> I needed the right size ones. Um, it was hilarious. Um, so essentially what I did was I got a big pumpkin and I cut it in half. If you can... Imagine like the equator of the pumpkin. So like the ring that goes around it horizontally, I cut through it halfway like that. And then I hollowed out half of it. I took a smaller pumpkin, literally hot glued a piece of PVC pipe to the bottom to space it from the bigger one. And then poured con- uh, stuck it inside, poured concrete in the space between, which gave me essentially a bowl with a hole in the bottom or a planter. Uh, One of the interesting things which I didn't anticipate was I mentioned that like concrete needs to moist cure. So concrete wants water when it's curing. So what you want to do is not add a lot of water when you mix the concrete because that extra water, if there's extra water that doesn't react with the cement, it will add air voids into the concrete and make it exponentially weaker. But once the skeleton of the concrete is formed, so it's cured for a few hours, depending on the type of cement, um, then you want to keep adding water because you want to react all the unhydrated cement paste. But what happened, and I was like, oh, well, pumpkins are full of water, so it's going to help with the curing. And it's basically like this self-contained, moist cure setup. Cool. It's extra cool for that. (laughs) but it was really the first scenario. So it added so much water to the very outer Uh, edge that the outside kind of like was a, was a bunch of um, soft concrete essentially. So the whole thing was surrounded by this layer of concrete that kind of just like felt like sand, which isn't a big deal because I made it thick enough uh, that it, it was, there was enough like strong concrete to take its place, but it was a little frightening at first where it's like, Oh my God, is this whole thing going to crack? Um, but it, a very easy solution would have been to just lay down um, a layer of plastic wrap 
inside the wet side of the pumpkin, the bigger pumpkin. And then you would still get the cool texture. Like it looks, one of the reasons I like it so much is that it it has this very natural shape. It looks like Mm -hmm. a rock that you hollowed out and like made a planter out of. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm interested to see it. Yeah. It's, uh, I planted it this or yesterday morning with, a bunch of succulents that I propagated from my parents' house. And it's, it's very cute. So I'll probably get that video out by the time this episode comes out. Um, and there's the motivation for myself right there. So it was, it was a, um, fulfilling creative week. I felt like I got some other ideas that I'm really pumped about. So I I feel like I'm in a good groove right now of like executing on ideas that I'm really excited about. Nice. Well, I feel like I'm in a great groove right now, but Adam seems to have wanted to say something. So, I was just going to say that, so having that, what happened on the outside, you pretty much lost the whole point of using the pumpkin as a form because you lost Um, that texture that you would have got. I don't think so. So like the inside of a pumpkin is really rough. Like it's, it's, I don't know, like the, if you've carved a pumpkin recently, but it's kind of just like mush. And um, you can only get so much resolution from a rough surface onto concrete. Like, I think regardless, it would have been kind of cobbly and then it, it just forms yeah. a general bull shape. It would be interesting to see like with plastic wrap, how that would change. But there's not really much specific texture, I I don't think that would be transferred from the inside of the pumpkin to the concrete other than just like I wonder, general roughness. I wonder if you could work out a way, see the plastic wrap wouldn't probably work like this, but if you could carve a design in the pumpkin on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. You but, could get really, cause it, you, it's so easy to scoop with a spoon. Like I was, there was hmm. part of it where the, the wall was too thick and I needed more room. So I just scraped some of it away. And, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, all right, Grant. Sorry, back to you. <laughs> that was a good segue that's been wasted. Back to sports. I released Grant. another video. Uh, it was the tent bed video. It's actually doing one of my best videos in the last, like, it's number two out of the top 10, which is really good because um, it's one that, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly where all the views are coming from. Like I know the one that's number one in the last top 10 was a bunch of uh, Facebook groups for my uh, vintage bowler. Like that's where all the views came from. This one seems to be getting some more natural views. Yeah. And I think that's, that is a hundred percent what I expected. Like, I think it's definitely your coolest project that you've made probably in the last year. Like it's super unique. It's, it's, it looks great. So I would be, I would not be surprised at all that it's like organically performing well. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be one of the ones that continues to grow. Like, you know, you you put out a video and if it doesn't do really good right away, you're like, well, that one's a dud, right? This is mm-hmm. one that I go, even if it doesn't do well right away, I know it's going to keep growing and growing as, as time goes on because I couldn't find a how-to video on this. Like once okay. I had completed it, I was doing my research for like, you know, thumbnails and titles. I couldn't find a good how-to video on one that looks See- like mine. I feel I felt similarly about the plywood fountain. Like when I YouTube searched plywood fountain, like nothing came up. The difference is right. that people aren't really searching for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. Well, that's where you got to get into like amazing home decor or like something like un- yeah. uh, unsearchable. Like you'll never be like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Maybe no one's searching for tent bed video either, or they're calling it something different. Because I've definitely had that happen before. So you should have got like a hot chick in a bikini and put her on the tent bed and you would have got a million views. Yeah. Next time. (laughs) Or you in a bikini. A mankini. Yep. Yep. I could have done that too, but uh, that's never going to (laughs) happen. But I was speaking about mankinis. I was on the Making Our Way podcast. Speaking of male lactation. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Okay, you guys made it weird, not me. <laughs> well, I didn't make it weird. I there's a real thing inside joke, uh, and then there's just like a tiny, tiny inside joke. Yeah. Um, but I like it. I was on the Making Our Way podcast with Dean, Christy, and Austin, um, and that will be released on Tuesday. So if you are a Clamp listener and you're like you finished this episode on Monday, well, and you want a little bit more Grant. Well, Tuesday, you can look up Making, comma, Our Way, and you can mm-hmm. find uh, their podcast and listen to uh, – I was actually talking about what I think is my best project for the year, which was the uh, bowler restoration. Hmm. Oh, I saw – I don't know if I, I have ever sent you this picture, but there's a bowler near me. It's just a baby blue bottom, no. uh, but it seems nice. in very nice condition. I keep forgetting to send that picture to you. I, you might have lots of lots of people send me pictures of bowlers as they're walking around. Right. And I'm like, awesome! Yes, I have that same thing. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's kind of cool, but then I also go like, yeah, it's like if you were to send a picture of like a Ford Ranger to Adam. Like, Do you see? There's a there's a Ranger over here. I'm like, yeah, they just made. <laughs> just tease me. Oh yeah, sorry. Whatever. I couldn't remember what a Hyundai. If you, it's like if you send a Hyundai accent to. Yeah, no, sorry. I feel I feel like such a kindred spirit with every other Hyundai accent I see on the road. I've had one honk at me before. Like I feel like, I we're, like yeah, we're in this Oh yeah, that was with you. Like we're all like, yeah, we're in this like small, reasonably priced car that's really easy to park and you can store a lot of stuff in. Woohoo. And it was the same color. Yeah. But it looked like that person took care of their car and it didn't have any rust. I'm just gonna put that mm. Adam, there's a guy, what have you been up to? There's a guy on TikTok that has the same car as me, but it's like he turned it into a race car. Nice. Turbocharged and everything. Anyway, what I've been working on, uh, I hope you're sitting down, finally put out another video. Um, I put out a video making a tool drawer for all my CNC bits and the, the tools for the CNC and made a like tutorial with Fusion on how to... Um, use images. I kind of stole a little bit from Morley with this on how to use images to make insets to fit each tool, um, which yeah. is pretty cool. It's, it's not an original idea. You didn't you didn't steal it. No, but you're the one that showed me how to do it. Although I and made yet, you didn't give him a you didn't give him a like direct. Morley taught me this in your video. Well, he didn't yeah, show me. Jerk. No, you didn't show me how to do it. You showed me that it could be done because I do it a different way to you because you do this all calculation to scale the thing. And I just go dot, dot, it yeah. should be this length. I had so many people tell me that like, I don't have to do it that way. And just calibrate okay, the image. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for the. But yeah, no, it was, it was, um, it was really cool. I, so I've been working on that video for like, 
I, one of the um, video files was labeled like two months ago that I recorded it. So that was interesting. I didn't realize it had been that long since I started doing it. Um, but someone in my Facebook group asked me about, asked about like drawers and storage and stuff. And I, I showed him a picture. I said, I'll get the video out this week. So I had to get it done. Um, there you go. Yeah. I can't remember if I talked about it last week, but I finally got my first cutting board completely done mm-hmm. on the CNC. So cut out, cut out a cutting board with a juice groove and the Denver Broncos logo and filled it with epoxy and sanded it and finished it. And yeah, very happy with how that came out. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That was, um, that was a bit of a learning curve. I mean, with fusion and stuff, trying to work out how to do it because I had to do it different ways to what I would have thought I would have had to. So there'll be a tutorial coming out on that one eventually as well. Not that particular cutting board. I'll make another one because I didn't record that one at all. Um, yeah. And then I've just been going to the gym every day and it's exhausting. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm loving it. It's taken me. So last week I pretty much had no energy at the gym at all. It was so hard to get back into it. And then this week I'm finally starting to get my groove back. So be excited for that. Next Monday we start the, or to the day that this episode comes out, we start the $10,000 challenge. So Ooh, it's exciting. I have to go what's get the, my, uh, sorry. What's the total timeline? 45 days. Okay. Well, that's pretty, it's pretty short. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually four weeks. Uh, sorry, eight weeks, but it's a, they're doing six weeks because I think they're trying to get it finished before Christmas because just to make it easier on everyone, people, I, I know a few people that are already saying they don't want to do it because it's too close to Christmas, but it finishes on like the 5th of December. But they're like, what's the point in doing a challenge and then going and eating crap for a month? But whatever. To Less people enjoy, more chance the, of me winning. Yeah, I know. Do you, yeah. you guys don't have Thanksgiving, do you? No. 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 So we, um, so for the challenge, we have to get a full body scan. Um, I've gotten about 20 in the past for every challenge that I do. And I haven't got one in about eight months. So I am... Very scared. I'm going to get my full body scan today. I'm very scared to see the numbers because I know I've put on a crap lot of weight again and all that sort of stuff. So hmm. it's going to be interesting. I'd really like to see that. I wish I had one pre-COVID and today because I weigh about the exact same. Yeah. But I am not the same person mm. and not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, so I did the push-up challenge before we went into lockdown. I can't do a push-up anymore. At all? At all. Oh, on my knees I can, but I can't like I, I'm very I'm struggling a lot to do a, a normal push up. Yeah. Um, I find that like push ups go quickly. Uh yeah. if you're if you don't stay. Like I found like pull ups I can maintain longer if I st- if I don't work out, but like push ups like that mm. I guess maybe it's like the chest muscle wasting just happens quickly. Well it's because it's all or body just, weight. It's too. muscles you don't and you don't use them. Yeah, right. Like, that, see, that's the thing. If if I kept working out, even if I put all the weight back on, if I was still working out, it wouldn't be as bad because my muscles would have built with it. But my I've lost a bit of muscle mass as well as putting on the weight, and that's why I'm struggling so much. But well, I mean, it, it's good. fun. It'll be good for your challenge. Yeah, I'm. I'm mainly just thinking about my mental health at the moment. Like the gym, I can just mm-hmm. tell how much it's going to change my mental health, which is which is yeah. definitely. Definitely a plus. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, I have been thinking, so I'm still 
quite a ways off, but I know that once you hit like 500 subs, it seems to go up pretty quick. So I've been thinking of like video ideas of things I want to do. And um, I decided on what I want to do for 1000 subs, which I think will be pretty fun, but it just got me thinking. And I asked in the discord about like going off brand a little bit with, with videos of like not necessarily doing just woodworking and that sort of stuff. And, or even like this video idea I have is just like completely out of field, which I think is pretty cool. So, what is it? What is the idea that you have? So, so I have a I have a shitty little Hyundai Gets that I used to get around, um, just from A to B, and like we call them. So cars like that we call a a station car. So it's like a car that you would happily leave at a train station because you don't care if it gets stolen. <laughs> so, so my idea is to limit myself with like a hundred dollar budget and I can go eBay shopping and pimp out my car with like anything, but then also be able to use the tools and anything I have laying around the shop as well. And just like, I don't know, do shitty eBay mods just for fun. Right. Yeah. And I guess that, that gets me thinking about, you know, almost every bit of YouTube growth advice I've ever heard is niche down, don't go off brand, establish what you do, and then you will grow. Yeah. Right? And it's hard because if you do that and you start seeing growth and you stop being interested in that activity, like what – that's one of those things like FFD restorations or FFD uh, whatever, find, fix, donate, the guy, he switched his brand a couple different times. Um, for a while, he was mainly doing like hand, uh, like carving knives, like small knife restorations. Yeah. And he wanted to branch out into like more tools. And you can see anytime he did a, a different type of tool that wasn't a knife, his viewage counts would just like plummet, right? Um, he did that really, what I thought was a really awesome foot pedal Dremel. And the views on it sucked compared to his like, you know, rest- restoring a rusty old knife. And I'm like, this is something really cool. But it's off brand from what he had, you know, yeah. developed. So, but yeah, go, go ahead. On, finish your thought. Uh, so I was going to say, like, uh, so I think you should 100% make this video now. And I think that in you are putting the cart before the horse in worrying about going off brand. Um, because you're still at a stage in, in, you're making a videos where I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you're figuring out like what it is that like the videos that you really want to make and what works like what, what, what I guess my question is and why I brought this up is what would you be sacrificing by making this video? It sounds like it's something that you are passionate about and would be motivating to do and could open up like a, an entire yeah. another avenue yeah, maybe. I, I don't really know. It was just a idea that popped into my head and I just thought it'd be fun. I haven't, I I don't know. I've kind of been pushing towards the whole CNC tutorials because like it's just, they're fun to make in a way. Like I don't have to be on camera trying to work out what I'm going to say and stuff as much. I, I sort of know what I, what I need to do and what I'm saying. Um, but then I also don't want to be a channel that I don't really want to have a niche. I just want to be able to make whatever I want and do whatever I want and just yeah, put out a fun sure. video. Um, right. 
like you take say like Bob from I like to make stuff like that is like the perfect channel name because I just like to make stuff. Yeah. Right. And I only, so I think it comes down to things like goals. Look, what is your goal for it and whether or not you're relying on the money. Now, obviously you don't have a monetized channel, so you're probably not relying on that money. Um, Maybe you are. I don't know. But if you if you were ever thinking of that would be uh, money you would like to have, if you if you want to do it as a business, you got to niche down. Yeah. If you want to do it as a hobby, then do whatever you want. Right. I actually disagree. If you want to do it as a business, you got to put more time into it. Like you put out what, like a video a month on average, and I think yeah. like. Mike Montgomery on Modern Builds, I think, made a very good point in the latest Modern Maker podcast where he was saying, like, it's it's not good to compare yourself to a very successful channel by any means when the person who is doing that is, like, spending 40, 50 hours a week on producing and making videos. Like, I think I, I'm a strong believer in, like, step one, you have to be prolific if if you want to, like, turn something into something large. So like, I feel Adam that like, it's perfect for you right now to be in like an experimental state because you are like, you know, making a video every three, four weeks, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to like a niched woodworking channel when like, that's not what you're doing. Yeah. I I feel like my, my goals and views have changed as well. Like when I first not when I first started the channel, I started the channel for other reasons, but I I did get to a point where I was like, I do want this to take off one day and I do want to try and make a business out of it and stuff. And now I'm at the point where I actually don't know if I really want that. I just like making videos and putting them out there for fun. I don't yeah. care if I never like make the big bucks off it because like I have other ventures. I, I have a good job that I love. I get good money. I have a mm-hmm. business that I'm starting with my wife and, and the, honestly, the, the videos are just a break in a way and just and just fun. So I don't, I don't really care about having a niche and, and having a, a following that's watching me for a certain reason. I just want to be yeah. able to do whatever I want. And if, if I ever make money from it, great. But honestly, I don't really care about that. Right. Okay. But so then talking about the ramifications, there aren't. There's a, well, there's actually there's a potential ramification that that video blows up for you, and then now all of a sudden, I think that's will, where my worry is. You'll Grant, worry you're the only now. person I know that is worried about a video getting big. You're the only person I've ever heard portray that as a possible bad thing. It, it's a bad thing because if I do one video about say like I did that camping video, if that became my biggest video, I would want to do camping videos. Sounds great. Sounds and like an awesome, awesome. I've never, I've done, I haven't done one since. Right. But if, imagine if that video did blow up and then you had a reason to go camping all the time. It sounds okay. awesome. No, well, maybe it's a problem of, I don't want to let people down. Yeah. I, I people, 100% agree. Right. No one cares. Thing. People are going to watch you or they're not going to watch you. They're not like, right. they're not like going to cry if you don't end up making another video. Like, I, 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 get I don't that, think you have to be worried about, worry about it. But yeah. I do. 
but I yeah, think it's I worth can't questioning. Tell me what that. to worry about, right? Like, I I understand that, but <laughs> I think it's worth questioning works. questioning that feeling and analyzing it. I'm going to raise my hand because for some reason we just keep talking over each other. I think actually when I was worried about this video idea was that exact reason. I I guess I am worried that if the video took off, that one I'm going to disappoint people because I'm not going to do it again, and two. I don't want people to follow me that aren't actually interested in my content. And it just like, I don't know. It, it's hard to explain, but I, I can understand where Grant's coming from. Like I do have that fear of like, what if this one video took off and made, not that it would, but like if it got a million views, right. And then every other video I make gets a hundred views. I'm just going to be in depression of what am I doing wrong? Exactly. That is no, it's not even what am I doing wrong? It's like, I want people who aren't interested in my content to unsubscribe from me so that my ratio of people who watch my video to people who are subscribed from me is closer. Yeah. I hate putting out like I I almost have 3000 subscribers and on a good video, I get 300 views. Yeah. I have 520 and I get like a hundred views. It doesn't make sense. Like, for, especially for such a small channel. So why why subscribe to such a small channel if you don't plan on watching their videos? I can understand the big people because people just like like the following of like, oh yeah, I follow them as well sort of thing. But like, mm-hmm. I no so, one knows who I, like, this doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm going to um, double down on my position that I don't think this is a thing that is worth worrying about. But like, if those people do come to you through that video that hypothetically blows up, which like kudos to you if that happens, because it's incredibly difficult. Um, there is going to be a proportion of those people that stick around who you would not have gotten otherwise. So if 90% of those people unsubscribe and don't care about you, there's going to be other people right. who come and are like, well, I like this guy's other stuff. And that's great. So like, I think it's worth ignoring the internet strangers who subscribe and unsubscribe and just focusing on the positive in this hypothetical situation, which would be great if it happened. I, yeah. I get what you're saying. I would, it would more be that I would continue. I like seeing my content slowly grow and get better. Right. Mm-hmm. So every video I put out, I hope to make just a couple more views than the last one. Right. I'm happy with that. When I have a breakout video and then the one after it bombs, that hits me way harder than if all my videos, like if, if I did 300, 300, 300, a million, 300, 300, 300, I would be in a bit of depression. Yeah. Yeah. It, now, if I, I mean, did 300, un- 300, a million, uh, you know, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, then it wouldn't be as bad. I could see, oh, 700 new people found me. Great. I, I, I mean, just, this I'm, is what, ha- this is what happened with Andrew Zito. Like when we talked about him, yeah. This is exactly what happened to him. His cabin video got what millions of views, at least one million. Two point four million. And I asked that exact question. I was like, "Are you like?" Because it, it's clear when you look at his channel, especially back when we talked to him, like the videos after he put out after that were not getting a million views. They're getting like a thousand. Like I think some of right. them are still under a thousand. Um, and I asked him, like, "Is is is any part of you like sad that you know that's the video that blew up and your other ones?" He's like, "No." Not at all. No, like it, it only brought him opportunities. Like, he is super chill. And I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're afraid of change. <laughs> I'm definitely afraid. I, I, I don't play the lottery because I think I would be dead if I won. 
<laughs> like I can only see, I see all the outcomes and I see, I would choose all the negative ones. Mm. That's, um, a, that's so, a wild perspective. Right. So I have this weird, yeah, whatever. There's a lot, there's, it's not just me that's out here having these perspectives. No, I, for sure. I know it's a, it's just a common thing that is not how I feel. Not, not I'm trying to invalidate it. It is different from me. Right. So of course, we can switch it up and kind of talk a little bit about what are the potential good things. And I think we've talked a little bit about you have that potential of reaching someone who's going to like your content. Um, so a channel, uh, I can't remember the name of the channel, but they had a, uh, a 1986 Pontiac Fiero GT rebuild happening and they were doing um, DIY type stuff. And I, my first car was a uh, Pontiac Fiero, so I liked that aspect of their channel. And then I started watching them, and I went, oh, you also do DIY stuff. And I was like, great. Like, and I started watching them. They went in a different direction, so I unsubscribed. So I, don't, I can't remember the name of the channel. But they stopped making content that I liked, so I unsubscribed. But I was like, I wouldn't have found them if it wasn't – I wouldn't have found the Fiero stuff if it wasn't for them making a DIY-related thing. Yeah, and I don't like. I'm sure there's not a giant crossover of people who like Pontiac Fieros and people who like like those are two separate niches. But why not? Mm. If that's what you're into, do it. Mm. Yeah, and it's I, exciting the, the the prospect of being like, oh, this person likes these two things that I also really like. Like this might be my best friend who I've never met before. Exactly. I'm actually surprised YouTube hasn't come out with a way to subscribe to uh, playlists. Or hashtags. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's there's a couple of people that I watch, like, a certain type of their videos, but I don't watch anything else. Oh, I see. So, if they added it to their playlist, you yeah. would want... Yeah, so, so, say, for like, I talked a while ago about GTA RP. There's one person that I watch play GTA RP on YouTube. They have a playlist of all the videos of the GTA RP. I'm not subscribed to them. I just check if they've got a new video every now and then of the GTA. But if I could subscribe to that playlist, that would be beneficial for me. Yeah. Um, So you could have a channel where you have car stuff and DIY stuff and people could subscribe to either or. Well, and this was, this is why I had no qualms about doing like the crowded kitchen with Eden. Like, there are plenty of YouTube channels that are just that. They are channels with multiple shows on them. Like First We Feast has Hot Ones and some other things that no one watches because they only subscribe to it for Hot Ones. And (laughs) plenty of other channels that do similar thing. Although you're right. Yeah, like Hoonigan. Hoonigan do that. They've got their different uh, videos that they do. They they did Scumbag Labs, which was pretty cool. And then they do car builds and then car reviews and and all that stuff and it'd be so good if you could subscribe to the playlist for each one and i am also like a big believer in and in my own you know media consumption of following a channel for the person not for like the projects or whatever else like i loved watching corridor digital and freddie w videos not so much because I love the action, but at a certain point it was because like I was watching them like a reality TV show. Like they were putting out vlogs of like showing what was going on in their office and it seemed super fun and I got invested in the personalities involved. And Yeah, you subscribe to their personality. I mean, you can talk about how like healthy that is to like care about strangers' lives, but 
like it's incredibly entertaining and i i think that's like the things i enjoy watching the most versus some anonymous person who i don't know much about now is that in saying that because we're talking a lot about brands here is that then the brand is the person like is that what you're you're trying to get is the brand the person is the like what if they're acting and they have like this is their like character they're playing up on their channel because a lot of people have like a, a little bit of a character they play hmm. yeah i mean like, and i think i haven't watched their videos in a while like i was really into freddie w and quarter digital when i was like 14 probably so 10 years ago now hmm. and <laughs> like i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly when they were at the height of their vlog which they were doing like daily or maybe twice a week um they almost made it look like a sitcom they would do like right. opening music to the, you know, when like they, they play the theme music and they show the building and then they, the next scene is in the building. Um, right. So they were doing those sort of like cinematography techniques. And um, that's also why I, you know, I sort of subscribe to the philosophy of like, don't meet your heroes. Cause like, you know, they are putting on an act. It's uh, I'm, I, it would be great yeah. to meet those guys, but I know for a fact that like it was, very different from probably the reality of what was going on. It was just incredibly entertaining. Right. And there are people out there that are like exactly a character. Like you take Dr. Mm -hmm. Disrespect, for instance, like he, his whole persona is an entire character. Um, I can't remember the, the chick, but there was a, a girl that used to sing. Someone sings. And like I it don't was, even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, is it Melanie Sings? Miranda Sings? Miranda Sings, yeah. So Miranda oh, yeah. Sings. She the actress that plays her is like some real doled up girl. Like it's a complete act. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. I guess so I guess then we look at it. So all three of us have our name as our YouTube channel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When we look at Bob, he has I like to make stuff. And he says, I'm Bob at, not mm. and. Everyone thought and, but he's been very, very, very clear that it's I'm Bob at, I like to make stuff. And I like to make stuff as the company. Yeah. Right? And so he's not the brand, whereas I think all three of us are the brand. Like Jimmy Duresta yeah. is the brand. Right? Yeah. And so Bob, Bob, has, Bob has said in the past, he, his whole intention was to create a brand. Not, right. not himself be the brand. But I don't, why he has extent, I don't know to employees. what extent he's actually succeeded in doing that. Because I feel like I still heavily associate his channel with him. Like, Granted, I don't watch a lot of his videos these days. But I feel like a lot of the personality and branding of the channel is wrapped up in his personality. Well, I, I think but that's you still need a personality for a brand. But that's where he brought in like Josh. And Josh has done videos... Yeah, all on his own, right? Haven't watched one, so <laughs> no. I, and I can, but yeah, I I have. I've watched a couple of the Josh videos, and Josh is fine. Like he's making good videos too. And I definitely, I know what you're saying though. I like to make stuff. Is is Bob, but it isn't. And he's trying very hard. Like the big problem is he got big doing it pretty much all on his own. Yeah, right. right Being right. the on camera, even if you have a camera person, you're the on camera person. And as he's tried to make it bigger, he's trying to get he's tr he's trying to make it his brand off of him. 
right? So it's not going off brand. It's trying to it's trying to make his his vision of what the brand was not be him. So I think this is an interesting case study. So I'd like to s- stay talking about I like to make stuff for a, a minute. Mm-hmm. Why would you watch an I like to make stuff video right now? Or like in the last it, little while? I watch them when I either want to make that project or I think it's a really cool project that I think I would be inspired or I don't know how they did it. Yeah. I watch mm-hmm. them just because I like their videos. I like their, the style of videos and, and they always seem to have like, they got good knowledge and, um, or a cool project. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's, it's again, it's been a little while since I've watched one of their videos, but I've always found their videos. At, they present a product as very accessible and yeah. like, you know, very logical and like, this is how you do this. And like, um, I have based projects off of the things they've done, like specifically my 3d printer stand and some notebooks that I made Mm -hmm. way before I was making videos. Um, but it's a very like sort of comforting feels like I'm being guided by a knowledgeable person who is also like kind and in that way. So maybe it's, the channel as a whole has kind of developed that personality. So I've actually found that the more I learn, the less I want to be guided. The more I like a Jimmy Duresta video where he doesn't speak because I go, okay, what are you doing next? Oh, okay. And now, and then in my head, I'm going, I wonder what I would do next. And I have to wait. And he's not going to tell me Like, there's nothing worse than I, I absolutely hate the parts where they go. And now I'm going to do this thing. And then the voiceover starts and I'm now doing this thing. And I'm like, yeah, you just repeated it. Like I don't need any talking about this. I talked about this in the Patreon podcast. We've we've talked about it before as well. I I did it in one of my videos. Um, But uh, yeah, if if you were to watch and I like to make stuff video now that yes, that concept of what you're saying is still there but it has expanded out to Josh and that as well. So you have that knowledgeable person, but now you have knowledgeable people. Mm-hmm. And it seems that whoever's on camera is very knowledgeable in what they're talking about. And they right. all seem to know what they're doing. Which is- the last two videos I watched from them was a Lego sorting video. And yep. I just wanted to understand what, what is this mechanism you're using to sort the Lego? Okay. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty simple. Okay. Done. Like that's all I wanted to know about it. And I pretty much skipped around. Yeah, to find simple the functional solutions that, yeah. Right. And then the other video I watched was a daylight window in their basement to make it look like daylight. And they had it timed up with a whole like thing. So it came up with the sun. And I went, I live in a windowless basement. I would like that project. Like that is something yeah. I want to make. Mm-hmm. And one day I might. Well, that's, that's like me. Like I'm, I've always, since he, since Bob put out the video, I think this is before he had the team. If I ever do buy a house, I want to make a secret door, like a bookcase right. with a door. This door will be one one day. Yeah. The door behind me. Yeah. It yeah. is in the plans. I just, I need the funds and the time. Yeah. Because I got to do the flooring because I can't make a secret bookcase and then change the flooring <laughs> in the entire basement. Like, because there's a like carpet in some rooms anyways. I, I, there's a whole bunch. Anyways, yes, that is something I'm going to do. Josh made one too in his basement. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to flip it around a little bit because you were saying that um, having the brand name instead of the personal name. 
John Malecki, who I know you don't like watching, his brand name is his name, but probably 70% of his videos now hardly even have him in it. And his team make the video instead. Well, that's just stupid. There's more reason why I don't like his videos. Um, <laughs> and if he comes, if he's ever a guest, I'll say it to his face because I don't have a problem. I'm not going to watch his videos, especially if it's his name. I'm John Malecki, and here's a video somebody else created. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I never really, I don't know. There's something rubbed me the wrong way. He he, po- he pops up. He pops up in the videos, but but I think. I think with that is that he hasn't really made a brand. He's just made a following of people that like to watch his style of videos. I don't know, but I, I will agree that I do tend when he's not in the video, I do tend to not really watch it or skip through it because it's his, the way that he acts is kind of what makes me watch his videos. I, I do have kind of a, Maybe it's a misunderstanding. I, I think misunderstanding is a better word than like a problem with um, people wanting to turn themselves into a brand. And I think I'm using the word brand incorrectly here. But like when I say it, I mean like getting a logo and replacing your name with such and such workshop or such and such makes. Because. Sorry to my clip mandation. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm totally open to discuss this and I, I just, I, I don't know if it's necessarily rational, but like I don't see it necessarily a need to like make ourselves seem more like a corporation where like YouTube and the whole creator culture, like evolved around people making things. Like what is the right. reason to like, I've, I've half a mind to just replace my logo with a picture of my face. Many days. I'm like, why do I need a logo? Like, and I see a lot of people do it on YouTube these days. Like you see more and more channels where there isn't a logo. It's just a picture of the person, which I think makes a lot of sense. Mm. I So my comeback for that is I feel like if every single person tried to make their own brand name and and stuff, like there's going to be a lot of repetitiveness and and like ununique names. And right. I think people- I guess just I'm, want- I'm privileged in the fact that I have a unique name. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think that people like, they, they don't care about having that brand name. They just want to be like, I make stuff. This is my name. You know who I am. Right. So with the, the picture thing, there's actually a lot of people who recommend that if it, if you are the brand, like yeah. in your case, yeah. you are the brand. I'm the yeah. brand. I should have it. I don't like- I don't think people would click on it because of a picture of me, right? Like, I don't think I'm click clickable. And I also don't think it says enough. Like, I think it says more to have my brand than because I don't put like on my thumbnails, I don't put my logo. Right. And I don't put my, like, I, I try not to put my logo on everything. I'm not stamping everything and spray painting everything with my logo. So I kind of like having the logo there instead of my face because mm. my face is in some of the thumbnails. I don't know. Yeah, I 100% have a logo because it's more clickable than my face. And I think I agree with that. Like, in, And when I see your guys' videos come up, it like, you know, I see it's a Grant Alexander video. I see it's a Maker Mackie video. Um, and I think I just don't feel that as much about my own that like, 
I guess I don't identify with my logo in the same way, but I think I'm also putting too much weight behind it. But and is it maybe because your logo's from Yelron blog? It's from a different time in your life. And maybe you yeah, need to redesign it. That's fair. It's a fair point. That might be true. I would say it's evolved but, from it. Um, it definitely has. Yeah, it's different, but it's it's so similar. It's like right. maybe that's what you're having a problem with is that you don't associate with that person who created the the hand. Right. I think I think I also in my own uh, life kind of like gravitate more towards evolution over like drastic changes, and mm. and sometimes drastic changes are are necessary. Right. Why I also like having a logo instead of a face because a, a logo is something I can do a sticker swap with, right? So that's another nope. thing too. It's like I I'm, I'm also becoming disenchanted with like the concept of like st- stickers and merch and whatever else. But that's like, uh, sorry, I, I, didn't I don't need have to cut any you off with my with my whatever. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm not gonna make a T-shirt and try and sell it. Everyone is making t-shirts and trying to sell it. I'm sorry, Dave. I know you're making t-shirts and trying to, you know, you're making some cool t-shirts, but everyone's making t-shirts and stamping their logos all over it. And I just go, enough already. You don't need your logo on everything. If you want to make a cool t-shirt and you want to get known for making cool designs, make cool designs and people will know their design. 100%. Like I would love to make a t-shirt that has like a cool designer saying on it. And then my logo like tiny somewhere else to show it like, that I designed it. Like I, my favorite maker t-shirt is uh Brett McAfee's make your life shirt. It's like super recognizable. It's styling. Mm-hmm. It's a really great message and it's fantastic. Like I, I don't know why I haven't bought one yet. I should just buy one. Uh, <laughs> Cause they're great. So the last three shirts that I made, I just tried to make a cool design, like a, a saying sort of thing rather than right. trying to like, get people to buy my logo because no, like I don't have that following. No one knows. No one's going to buy my logo. They don't care about that. But then I just have a little bit on the back, like, like a tramp stamp of like my logo and like the YouTube and Instagram Mm -hmm. symbol. Right. So if I were, if I ever make a shirt, I'm not putting my logo on it. You've heard it here first. It's not going to have my logo. I don't care. I'm I'll, I just don't, I don't know. And that's probably like, it, these aren't good decisions to grow. And I'll <laughs> say it right now. They're not going to help you. But I just, it's kind of like make something. And it's like David Picciuto when he talks about, I don't wear my own shirt. I wear other people's shirts. It's not cool to be the guy that goes to a concert wearing the concerts. Like you, you don't go to a Smashing yeah, Pumpkin shirt also- wearing a Smashing Pumpkin shirt or a concert wearing a Smashing Pumpkin yeah. shirt. I don't agree with the like the subtext of your statement, which is that making a shirt with your logo on it is a good way to grow. Like, I think it's just a, a thing you can do if you want to do. But if you but sold a million that. of those shirts, yeah, but who's going to buy then your logos on a million shirts? I guess so. But number one, I would question the like CTR of that. <laughs> like, who's going <laughs> to Google a thing because they saw it on a shirt, and then how are you going to sell those million jurors? I just think merch is like, it's so easy to do drop shipping now. And like people can have whatever clothes that they want that. I think screen printed shirts are like such low hanging fruit now that like, you got to think a little outside the box. 
Maybe. I, get, I would pay for a screen printed shirt where I knew the person screen printed it themselves. Right, right. But if you're getting like, you know, printful, yeah. unless it's a really cool original design, like just a drop shipped, you know, shirt, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not inclined yeah. towards that I, idea. I guess I'm more like, I like shirts that, I, I don't know. I agree. I, uh, wearing a branded shirt is something I do every single day. So I don't know. This is pretty silly. And you know what? We should talk more about branding when we thank our Patreon supporters and they get our branded keychains. So Ooh, thank you to that's everyone. That's some good merch. <laughs> yeah, that's some good merch with our logo on it. <laughs> but there's a story was, and it touched my uh, hands. Right. And it was soaked so in my thank sweat. You to our Patreon supporters. And I'm sorry that to, to wet mold that morally works up a sweat and collects it all and yeah um, <laughs> it's like that jimmy but I, want, said. I want to thank uh brent jarvis from clean cut woodworking he's our f clamp level which is our top tier and everyone who signs up on the f clamp level gets a shout out in the show it's a limited uh space so go on patreon.com slash clamp and you can get a shout out on the show as well so thank you There's very so much many spaces left no <laughs> uh <laughs> While well, we mentioned one person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Brent. Um, <laughs> everyone who signs up on Patreon gets the pre-show and the after-show. And, of course, our branded keychains that are yeah. made through the uh, sweat, blood, and tears of uh, Morley himself. I will say um, the after-shows are usually great, if not bangers. The pre-shows have been a little iffy as of recently, but this week I think we had a good pre-show. I agree. Yes. It's, it's really good because we played a joke on Morley. Um, so if you want to hear all that fun joking around and sometimes secret stuff, uh, sign up on Patreon. If you can't do that, we completely understand. And we just appreciate you listening. We appreciate if you share the show. Um, we appreciate if you write a review. Uh, we haven't had a new review in a while, but if you do write a review... Morley will talk, will do it in any accent you ask for, no matter how inappropriate it is. Yeah. And on that uh, note, let's go to Clamp Foundation. Are we not replacing the review like normal? No, we're going to do the review. Adam's Australian Word of the Week is going to come at the end. Okay. Cut, the, cut all this out. Add it no. at the end. Clamp Foundations. Um, Clamp Foundations. Eden and I started watching a show last night, which I really liked so far. It's called The Billion Dollar Code. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a German show. It's on Netflix. And the pr- it's a, based on a true story. So it's like a docudrama. Uh, and this premise is, this is a, apparently a true story, that the concept for Google Earth and the original execution was invented by the small German startup in the early 90s. Hmm. And they claim that Google Earth stole their idea. Uh, so the show follow it kind of like reenacts their kind of startup story, which is a very fun, they, they, they show it in a really fun way. It's like, you know, this gritty 90s startup in Berlin. Um, mm-hmm. And then going forwards in time to present day where they're in, mediation with google bigwigs it's very interesting it's really cool and interesting um 
I think it's, I, I know some other people who are watching it and enjoying it. So the billion dollar code on Netflix, when you're done squid game and looking for something else, check it out. <laughs> cool. I was watching squid game right before, uh, I, I jumped on here to record the podcast. Ooh. Uh, we're at the second to last episode. Wow. And how you, how you feeling it, about it? Uh, it's a good, it's really good. Um, so I think we talked about having the subtitles before and how like subtitles are problematic for me. It stopped being a problem after the first episode. Okay. I don't know what happened, but it just all of a sudden stopped being a problem and I can now read. And the, the only thing I can't do is I cannot not pay attention. It really forces you to be immersed. Yeah. I kind of like that. How did we mm. just jump to the after show? We haven't yet. So we're t- <laughs> we're just talking about Netflix. Um, so what I want to recommend this week is everyone should go and make a pumpkin carving tool from an old jigsaw blade. So if you're oh. like me and you really don't like to throw things out because you're broken and you also buy dollar store pumpkin carvings hits and then they bend immediately, grab an old jigsaw blade and just basically epoxy it to a piece of wood. If you watch the video, he makes a really nice looking one, but all you would have to do is, you know, sandwich it between two pieces of wood and epoxy it and you're practically good to go. If you want to go the extra mile, you could put a uh, a pin in the jigsaw thing. It's like a one time, once it gets dull, which if you're carving pumpkins only with it, it'll take your entire lifetime. Uh, you, you'd have to replace it, but I thought it was a really great use of an old uh, jigsaw blade, which otherwise you'd throw in the garbage. I will say Grant didn't actually mention it, but he was recommending a video and not just to create the tool because uh, you you didn't say well, that. Well, you had your, yeah, but um, you had your hand up, so I was letting you speak. I was going to say, and you can watch the video <laughs> on X Y Create X Y Z, not X Y Z X Y Z Create. No, he's American. It's X Y Z um, X Y Z Create. Um, Dimitri, he's a good guy. Yeah, Dimitri makes it. great videos. Yeah. Definitely an undersubscribed person. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, my recommendation this week is going to be Robert Olding at Olding Woodwork, Olding underscore Woodwork on Instagram. Uh, makes some amazing things. Like he does a lot of uh, props for uh, parties mm. and stuff. Yeah, so he made, like if I'm looking at his Instagram, his third last picture third latest picture is like a big popsicle stick, big popsicle uh, ice cream that's like melting mm-hmm. on the ground. Just really cool. That is some cool. And a donut. Yeah. Bringing me hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I will say, so Robert reached out to me because he also bought a um, CNC the same as mine. And he was just asking me for some advice and stuff. And I looked at his Instagram and just, just had to, had to follow him. So, I just want to say that, like, reaching out to someone, like, it really helped, like, create a bond, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So I think so. If anything, yeah. you should be asking him for advice. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> wow. those are some pretty cool, like, look at how big, like, that's a really cool ice cream cone. And I'm going to change my word of the week now. All right. And on that note, we're going to go into the Australia- Adam's Australian Word of the Week. This is yeah. what we do when we don't have a review. Mm. Well, I was so going to do hate, a different if word. You, hold on. If you hate the Australian word of the week, send us <laughs> reviews. Now we're not going to get any reviews because everyone likes it. <laughs> um, 
My word of the week now, now is going to be drongo. I was never going to do this word, but now I am. Drongo. I feel like it's an insult um, directed towards me. It makes me think of like Droogs, like from A Clockwork Orange, uh, which are like his gang members. A drongo. Does that have to do with a popsicle? Because you talked about a melting popsicle. No. Uh, do you want me to spell it? Yes. Is it D-R-O-N-G-O? Yes. Can you use it in a sentence? Grant, you are a drongo. <laughs> yeah. A drunk? No. No, just a, a jerk. An idiot. Oh, an idiot. Interesting. <laughs> I was never going to... sort of like... A, a, is it a particular region of Australia that drongos are from? Not particularly. Okay. Hmm. It's probably a particular region that uses the word. Right. It's, huh. uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I could tell based on your... Uh, <laughs> I was never going to do it because I thought it would be insulting, but then you insulted me, so. I didn't. I just thought. I wonder how long we're going to keep this going. Like, how many unique Australian words are there? Hey, I've still got a pretty big list. All right. Wow. On that note, I want to thank TF Turning for the use of the theme song. Um, If you want to check it, if you're into wood turning, you should go check out his videos. He's got a channel, TF Turning, on YouTube. Um, and I want to say, uh, you know, thanks everyone for listening. And if you want to find us, you can go on uh, the Clampstagram and find us there. We also have a, 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 we also sometimes tweet on the Clamp Twitter. No, I got nothing. Clampstagram is the only good one. Um, and we also have a, sorry? Clamptube. The Clamptube, yes. And we also have a channel on the Clamptube. Uh, you head over there and you can actually see our faces uh, instead of just listening to us, because I know after saying that I'm not a clickable face, the the results are in from the, how many people watch our clamp videos, and I would agree. So uh, thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, now we're going to go ahead into the after show for all our uh, Patreon supporters. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. See you. Like widescreen is better because I see this way, right? Mm -hmm. I see that way and I go, right, but I can't focus on shit that way. I focus on a square. So I want to see a square. I've been saying this for a long time. I think widescreen isn't more to show more stuff and it's more to make you feel more immersed. Yeah, exactly. Because because in your peripheral vision, you're seeing more. It makes you feel like you're more there in in a way. I guess mm-hmm. I just got closer to the screen. But. Mm. I guess what you're saying is I get. So you're saying you want your. You want the extra on the sides to be. Oh, yeah. OK, I guess that makes sense. It's not it has nothing to do with what I see. It's more about. It's just to feel your peripheral, peripheral vision. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Unless you have to read text and subtitles, then. Doesn't really matter.